0: Once and for all settles the question of whether she's a native of Bolivia, Brooklyn or Peru.
1: Although I love the people from Brooklyn and Bolivia, I was not born there. I was born Peru. The name of my little town is Ichocan with the population of 200.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to Napalm Nanny in the Shack. I am your host, the one, the only Napalm Nanny. And I have a good friend, Brandon Carlson, to thank for this episode. He mentioned that I should look into Ima Sumac, and it honestly didn't disappoint. And just a side note, if you're looking for an honest plumber with a hard work ethic, and you're in Southern California, give the guy a call. And let me just remind you to schedule your pap smear before the year's over, and to find me on Instagram under Napalm Nanny in the Shack. And if you feel like it, buy me a cup of coffee through my Venmo. Windex burns my eyes. Now on to the show. And before I get into Ima Sumak's life and career, we should briefly unpack Exotica and the fascination of this lounge music during the 50s and 60s. So Exotica is a form of easy-listening lounge music that draws upon world music, but it doesn't aim for authentic replication. Instead, Exotica's primary concern is lightweight entertainment, gathering readily identifiable ethnic sounds into a smooth, easily digested pop form. And the music typically conjures up images of exotic foreign tourist destinations geared towards white Americans. And in that sense, it's sort of equivalent to a pre-packaged resort vacation fun, inauthentic, and safely familiar. And it's usually arranged for standard orchestras, with instruments added according to the location being a boat, ethnic percussion, string instruments, and so on. And some Exotica also borrows the weird, otherworldly sound effects that define the space-age pop style. And even in its 50s and early 60s heyday, Exotica was often derided as cheesy and contrived, but its 90s revival among alternative music fans embraced those very qualities. The The Pacific, the Caribbean, Latin America, Brazil, and Africa are among Exotica's most popular regional musical sources, with major Exotica artists including Les Baxter, Martin Denny, Esquivel, and the notable Ima Sumac. And we can view the genre through a problematic lens with its othering and cherry picking, but I'll save that for a napalm special and give my two cents on that later. A singer with an amazing four octave range, Ima Sumac was said to have been a descendant of Inca kings an Incan princess that was one of the Golden Virgins. Her offbeat stylings became a phenomenon during the early 50s pop music. While her album covers took advantage of her strange costumes and voluptuous figure, rumors abounded that she was, in actuality, a housewife named Amy Camus. But according to the Sumac legend, she was the sixth child of an Indian mother and an Indian Spanish father who raised her as Quechuan. She began performing in local festivals before her family moved to Lima, Peru. When she was in Lima, she became a member of the Compañía Peruana de Arte, which was a collective of nearly 50 Indian singers, musicians, and dancers. Then, Sumac married Moises Vivanco, the leader of the Compañía, in 1942. And four years later, Vivanco, Sumac, and her cousin, Colita Rivero, formed the Inca Trio and moved to New York. And before I go any further, here's this week's playlist. Enjoy! (laughs)
1: Gah, <laughs> gah, It's <laughs> a black and a and black Is like Is like <laughs> I do He's yeah. <laughs> <water>. a man <laughs>
0: the black I don't
1: to I
0: I'm gonna go to the bathroom. i i
2: By the end of the decade, they were performing in nightclubs throughout New York and playing radio and television programs, most notably Arthur Godfrey's TV show. Then Sumak was signed as a solo artist to Capitol Records in 1950, releasing her first album, the 10-inch voice of Exabai and the record was released without much publicity, but it slowly became a hit and Capital began pushing Sumac with a massive marketing campaign. And in 1951, she made her Broadway debut in the musical Flahuli, which featured three songs written by Vivanco. The musical's lifespan was quite brief and it completed its run by the end of the year, Nevertheless, Sumak's career was ascending at a rapid rate as she continued to release hit records and played sold-out concerts across the country, including one at the Hollywood Bowl and another at Carnegie Hall. She also toured Europe and South America as well as Las Vegas nightclubs. Then in 1954, she appeared in a movie called Secret of the Incas, which starred Charlton Heston. And by the end of the 50s, Sumac's audience had begun to decline, and she was no longer as popular as she was in the first half of the decade. Sensing the erosion of her popularity, Sumac retired in the early 60s, without leaving any word of her location. And she only performed a handful of unannounced concerts in the mid-70s. And in 1987, she played New York's ballroom nightclub for a total of three weeks. And she also had a stint in a Los Angeles nightclub that same year. She followed these shows with occasional concert dates around the world, and though Sumac did not perform frequently in the 90s, she experienced a popular revival as a cult of alternative music fans discovered the Exotica records of the 50s. The ongoing interest in Exotica and Sumac led to the CD release of her catalog in 1996. She then would pass in November of 2008 in Los Angeles after a brief struggle with colon cancer. She was 86 years old. And with all that being said, Here's the rest of the playlist, enjoy!
1: Stambo
0: champ
2: that's it for me this week, guys. I honestly am humbled and grateful for everyone who has tuned in, messaged me, shared this little pirate radio station. I honestly wouldn't keep going if it wasn't for you. And cheers to the oddballs who found a home here. So till next week, I am your host, the one, the only Napalm Nanny. Stay safe, you guys.